Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey, self-lovers. As you saw in the title, and probably the reason why you clicked on this podcast episode, today we are going to be talking about heartbreak. Wow, even just saying that word feels so heavy, and if you're currently going through that, I just have so much compassion for you and love, and I want you to know that going through a breakup or leaving a relationship that isn't serving you, even if it's not romantic, but other relationships, that is such a brave thing to do. I think this warrants a dramatic sip of tea very early on in our podcast episode, but one moment, please. (sighs) Okay, I'm ready to talk about it now. To be honest with you, I actually just recorded 10 minutes of what I thought would be this podcast episode, but I ended up deleting all of it because this is very um, shaky territory to walk on. I do want to share with you my personal experience with breakups and heartbreak. And I do want to tell you a part of my story that you probably don't know. And I also want to be respectful of privacy and respect the other person in this relationship because even though things ended really ugly and even though we were toxic for each other, I know that there is remorse there and that we do have respect for each other now that we're over it. And so because of that, I want to be careful with with what I share, but I also want to tell you that I've been through like one hell of an ugly breakup that you probably wouldn't even imagine from even if you did follow me on Instagram back in like 2017, 2018, you probably would not know just by looking at my page, like what really was going on behind the scenes. And I'm sharing this with you because my personal breakup was an example of being so emotionally invested in the relationship and also quite financially reliant. And this relationship coming into my life at a point where my mental health was so, so fragile. I had just started recovery and this person was pretty graciously supporting me in that recovery journey and trying to help me see myself beyond just my body. And as I was crawling out of this toxic bodybuilding and fitness world, I truly do not think that I would have been able to get out of that had it not been for my boyfriend at the time. And it's one of those things where I have to hold space for both of those experiences to exist, knowing that, yes, this relationship helped heal certain parts of me and helped me learn and grow and expand and start my business and go to school in a different country and see beautiful places and do things that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to do had it not been for this person's kindness and generosity and also acknowledging that this relationship was toxic 
And I don't use that word lightly. I'm not saying that he was toxic or I was toxic. I think that the word toxic is quite overused. And I think that certain dynamics are toxic. And yes, of course, there are assholes and narcissists out there and people we need to run fast the other direction from. But I don't think that most people are just inherently toxic. I think certain dynamics bring out toxicity. And that happens when there's two people in a relationship that haven't healed, that don't have emotional intelligence, that haven't confronted their childhood trauma, even their generational trauma, and just like haven't done this work, especially through therapy and reading and learning and just like living life too, that helps you grow. But like when you're young and you're going through the thick of life and you're in the most fragile state you've ever been with your mental health, and then you meet somebody and suddenly like they show you what it's like to be loved and the possibilities and this glamorous lifestyle or just adventures. And even though it's very up and down, what happens in your brain is that your brain associates all positive emotions from that point in your life to this person. And this is why it is so difficult to leave a toxic dynamic is because you have high highs and low lows and these people or these dynamics that these people bring about make you associate your highest of highs with the person while forgetting that they were also the source of your lowest lows. So you'll blame yourself for the low lows or you'll say, we just we just got in a fight and we were both wrong and things got out of hand and da da da, da. But like the aftermath maybe is so good when you forgive each other, when you come back together, when you have sex, your body's chemical reaction. I want you to understand this. When you're going through a breakup, the reason why I say that it's so brave and so just like mind over matter is because everything in your body is screaming for you to go back to that person, not because they're a great person or because they're great for you, but because your brain wants to be comfortable about above all else. So your brain would rather tolerate being mistreated than tolerate experiencing a new kind of treatment, even if it's more positive. So that's why people in on and off relationships, they continue to be on and off, on and off, on and off, because it's literally like doing drugs. It has very similar chemical reactions. A tumultuous relationship sends you on this emotional roller coaster, which sends you on this like emotional brain chemical reaction that makes you feel like you're high on life while forgetting how low that person made you feel or how low you were, like the person you were that you weren't proud of perhaps in that relationship because it does take two to tango. And this is why breaking up with somebody, leaving a relationship, going no contact, continuing to stand your ground and not responding to them, not texting them, not telling them about that good thing that happened one year after you broke up because this, for some reason, is the only person you want to share the good news with. Like, trust me, I've been there. And personally, this heartbreak from this person that I dated from 2016 till 2018 for two years, 
not only did I like leave my whole life and I moved to a different country for them and I went through eating disorder recovery and he helped me so much and helped me like experience so much and learn about myself and start Mary's cup of tea and like just so many things that happened in my life. This relationship was also the hardest thing I've ever had to live through. And again, I cannot share details, but to make a long story short, we've had to go through something very traumatic together. And again, this further contributes to your brain being so biologically attached because when you go through things together, when you live such dark times, and even if they are the source of your dark times, you still feel comfortable living it with them because it's like what your brain craves at that point. That's how manipulation works. And sometimes somebody is manipulating you without even knowing it. So I'm not saying like everybody's a manipulator. Everyone's a narcissist. You just got to dump their ass and you're right and they're wrong and everybody's bad and you're perfect. I'm saying that a lot of times manipulative dynamics just happen from two different personalities coming together at a certain point in time with unhealed past junk and baggage that they bring, compile that with life events, whether they're traumatic or just long-term, like you've just experienced a ton of life with this person, which of course makes it that much harder to leave. I'm perhaps exhausting this intro only because I want it to land. I want it to sink in how incredibly courageous you are for going through this breakup, for following through, for choosing yourself, for knowing that you're worthy of more, for leaning on yourself and hopefully your friends, your family, your support system, when all you want to do is go back to that person. This is so courageous. And I hope that as time goes on and as you go through all these various stages of grief, which we will talk about a little bit later, I hope that through every single phase, you look back even on the past week or month of this breakup, heartbreak period of your life, and you think, wow, I did that. I was strong enough to leave somebody, to leave a situation that wasn't serving me any longer. I gave it its time. It had its place in my life. I honor the person that I was and I honor that the person who I am now is different and has different needs and wants and standards. And all of this has led me here, which is exactly where I get to be right now, because this is exactly where I am. And where I am is perfect and necessary and supportive of my healing journey. If only I have the courage to grow through what I go through. Right now, as you're going through a breakup, as you're going through heartbreak, think of it as you growing through what you're going through. And it's painful. It's like, do you remember puberty when like your knees hurt, your boobs hurt, everything hurt, things felt weird, you had acne, body changes, high school, oh, it was all so bad. But like, you can't avoid that. You need that. Everybody needs to go through that. And if you do anything to try to resist this natural growth, it's likely going to backfire either mentally, 
emotionally, spiritually, even physically. So grow through what you go through and trust that you are exactly where you need to be right now. Now, I want to read you an excerpt from my new book, 100 Days of Self-Love. This new book is actually a journal, and it has 100 daily journaling prompts. But with every prompt, or before every prompt, there's a little excerpt from me, kind of like a little love note, a story, some words of encouragement, inspiration. And here's an excerpt from page 94 that I wrote about breakups. It's titled, Celebrate Breakups, and you'll see why celebrate in just one second. Let me read it to you. After a horrible breakup, I flew to Bali on a whim in search of adventure and time to heal. On my first day, I met a couple at the pool who were on their honeymoon. When I told them that I was on my breakup trip, they smiled at me, looked at each other a little confused, and in unison exclaimed, Congratulations! True story. I was at the Omnia pool in Bali, and I asked this couple to take a picture of me. And then, you know, we got to talking, and I told them that I was on my breakup trip. And they're like, oh, we're on our honeymoon, but congratulations on your breakup trip, which was definitely a different reaction than I would have expected. But here we go. Let me just continue reading the rest to you. Four years later, I got to chatting with a woman in line behind me at a home decor store. She told me that she'd moved into a new apartment by herself because she was going through a divorce. Congratulations, I blurted out with little hesitation, though instantly I hoped it didn't come off as insensitive. For a second, the woman seemed a bit confused until her face expanded into a proud smile. Yes, she said, congratulations to me. If you're going through a breakup or have ever experienced heartbreak of any sort, congratulations. You are now stronger, wiser, and free to explore new realms of, parentheses, self-love. And then it's followed by a journaling prompt that helps you explore what you learned from this breakup and how you can celebrate it. Hey, self-lovers. I want to remind you to pre-order my new book, 100 Days of Self-Love. After publishing my first book, The Gift of Self-Love, many of you asked me for a tool that would help keep you going on this self-love journey and build it into your daily life. This new guided journal that I'm coming out with is meant to help you do just that. It's got 100 journaling prompts that cover all areas of your life, body, identity, purpose, relationships, and more, and help you think about how self-love fits into those through thought-provoking journal prompts accompanied by little excerpts slash musings from yours truly. So you can really think of this as a metaphorical multivitamin for self-love. I'm extra thrilled about this journal because I truly wrote it for myself. It's incredibly representative of where I'm at in my life, so I'm really excited to share that authentic part of myself with you. 100 Days of Self-Love, the guided journal, is now available for you to pre-order if you're hearing this before November 15th. If it's after November 15th, then it's available for you to order. And I know that pre-ordering is a little odd because 
why would you buy the book before the book comes out? But here's why. It just really supports me as an author because it shows retailers that people are interested in this book, so they are more likely to stock it. So your early support, those early sales just mean the world to me. And as a thank you for being one of those early supporters, I'm going to send you the audiobook for free. And that way you'll have the print version and the audiobook version and you can follow along and have the best of both worlds. Just go to maryscupoftea.com slash journal and all the links to pre-order are there. When you pre-order, take note of your order number and make sure to go to that website, maryscupoftea.com slash journal, because there are instructions including a form for you to fill out so that I can send you the audiobook as my gift to you. You can get 100 Days of Self-Love on Amazon, Walmart, Target, or any other bookstore. And if you're outside of the United States, check out Book Depository for free worldwide shipping. Again, that's maryscapote.com slash journal, and I can't wait for you to get it. And speaking of going or growing through a breakup... I want to introduce to you my friend Kelly. She is at underscore Kelly U on Instagram. And I have asked her to record a short little audio clip to insert into this podcast episode because I've actually been planning this particular topic for months and months and months. I just didn't know how to approach it in a way that shines light on different perspectives and honors that every single relationship is unique. So every single breakup is incredibly intricate. And I feel like I would be doing you a disservice if I just talked about my own experience with breakups. So I've invited a couple friends to join this podcast episode. They just sent over short voice notes, words of encouragement, what they've learned, what they've gone through. And I hope that through our shared experiences, it helps you feel less alone and feel a little bit more healed in your heart. So let's hear from Kelly Uchima, who will be talking about finding her own identity after leaving a super long-term abusive relationship. I hope you enjoy Kelly's words as much as I did. She's a dear friend, an extraordinary creator, and a very gifted speaker. Every time I talk to her, I just feel so seen and heard and understood, and I can't wait for her to have that effect on you. So make sure you follow her on the Instagram at underscore Kelly U, and here are her words of wisdom about healing from heartbreak. What has heartbreak taught you about yourself? I learned through my very intense breakup. I met this person when I was 19. We broke up when I was 25, and it was not just like, mm, a heartbreak, yes, it broke me completely. It was very manipulative and narcissistic and codependent. And I realized that I did not have a relationship with myself. There were so many lessons that I didn't know I needed to learn. I didn't have any attachment to myself. I feel like I really lived for other people to make other people happy. I didn't know how to regulate my own emotions. And I didn't have to because I was in this relationship that consumed so much of my life. And if I didn't go through this heartbreak, I wouldn't be this person that I am now. Someone who seeks healthy attachments and relationships can self-validate, can regulate my own emotions and has a true identity that's not based in, does this person care about me? Does this person want to be with me? I understand now that, hey, it's totally normal to want to be loved and love someone. 
but what is healthy love? I would have never learned that. So heartbreak brought me a lot of lessons on how to seek healthy dynamics and what is a normal looking relationship between two people. Nothing is ever standardized normal, but there are a lot of things that went on in that relationship that I can't even imagine happened to me. The person that I was, the person that I let myself be in, the person that I let into my life and treat me in certain ways, I had to take a lot of accountability for it. And taking accountability is so hard when you're going through heartbreak. And that's not the first step. You really just got to be tender and loving and caring and sweet to yourself, hug on yourself, cater to yourself, eat yummy things, and just fall apart for a while. And I think that was a huge lesson for me is to let myself fall apart. And the lesson I learned too was even when I'm falling apart, the world still goes on. And there's so much else to look forward to. And I had a whole year of basically repairing what felt like just me in a thousand pieces, you know, running around my apartment or rather slugging around because I really even wanted to get out of bed to go to work. But that was helpful to just know, hey, this is okay. People go through breakups. People go through different phases and chapters. And that was mine. I am such a stronger person for going through that. And, you know, I'm in a relationship right now and I would be really sad if it ended because I went through a breakup, a few breakups before, I have tools and I have hope and faith that I will move on. That's the best lesson. Also, I learned was I would be okay if this happened again. I am going to be okay if something earth shattering happens again with my heart, with my life, with my partner, with a relationship, really any aspect of my life. I think heartbreak can hurt the absolute most sometimes. And look where you are now. Look at where we are right now. You move on. Even when you don't think so, you will. What has helped heal your heart? Therapy. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was so lost and alone after my huge breakup when I was 25 because I was with this person since I was 19. I had no identity. I didn't know how to be on my own, survive, talk to myself, connect with myself. Therapy was the only way that I felt like someone would really get it. And, you know, obviously I was paying my therapist, but she cared to really see that I had a lot of caring for myself that I needed to do that I wasn't doing. And she challenged me. Being challenged helped me heal my heart because I was forced to connect with myself without distractions, without owing parts of myself to other people and not just thinking about the heartbreak and what I missed and what I was sad about. I had to focus on What am I left with? What did I even have to start with? What kind of relationship did I have with myself before I entered this relationship? Well, it was full of eating disorders. It was full of depression. It was full of a lot of difficult relations with my mom, my dad, my sister. So yeah, of course you ended up really, really heartbroken because you put so much stake into this relationship and this one person. That is what we had to heal. Therapy, talking, taking a lot of time on my own. I did not talk to another boy. DMs, flirting, texts, nothing for two years. And that might be an extreme approach, but for me, who is a codependent gal, who's now no longer codependent, that was probably the most integral part of my life is focusing on myself, going to therapy, growing my career. That's what I wanted. That's what I needed. That's what I did. 
Is there anything else I want to share, like a relatable story or just words of encouragement? All right. I was the type of person who really did not know anything about mental health, my struggles, what I was going through, even though I was experiencing an eating disorder, binge eating, anxiety, depression, contemplating leaving this earth, not wanting to ever go to class, not ever wanting to hang out with people, struggling in college, wanting to get A plus, A plus, A plus, yet really miserable the whole time, had three jobs, wanted to have the best resume ever, but just dying inside. And I had this relationship in college. This person made me feel like I actually mattered. I was important. I was loved. And that's all I ever wanted. I wanted to feel like someone saw me, loved me, cared for me. I was so desperate for it that I didn't see any red flags in this relationship. That is a vulnerable person. And I think a lot of us can identify with that, whether we realize it now or later. Damn, I was vulnerable to being in a relationship that wasn't healthy, being in a relationship where I could be easily manipulated. And honestly, I could easily manipulate myself to believe that I was in a healthy relationship or that things would get better or things just weren't that bad. And believe me, things were so bad. But I was so terrified of being alone and on my own that I would let this person cheat on me, lie to me, hide things. I'd see things. I'd pretend to my own self that I did not see texts, messages, photos, and things they would say to my face, I would just blindly defend their actions to my family, my friends. And at some point I didn't tell anyone in my life what was going on. And I isolated myself with this person and just isolated myself by myself so I could keep this narrative going of, I'm fine, this is okay. I was so afraid of heartbreak and heartbreak brought me the best thing ever. Freedom freedom to love myself, freedom to actually connect with myself, and the chance to work through a lot of shit in my past family relationships, my own disordered eating behaviors, my own body image issues, my own mental health, anxiety, depression. That heartbreak was the catalyst to me finally addressing a lot of stuff that was good for me to finally notice, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? There was no space for that before my heartbreak right? I was just living, flowing through a very toxic relationship and just thinking, I'm just going to keep going, whatever, whatever. So if you are in this place where you are not in a relationship that feels very fulfilling, very safe, very quote unquote normal, if it doesn't feel like there are so many green flags, if it feels like there are a lot of red flags, if there are things that they're doing or you are doing in a relationship, that you don't want everyone to know about or you'd be afraid for people to know about. That's just something to notice, not to judge. Have compassion for yourself. If you're in this position, that's the best thing you can do. Have compassion for yourself. Do not judge yourself, but advocate for yourself. And advocating for yourself means I am going to pursue a healthier relationship with myself. And if that requires heartbreak, if that requires separation, if that requires a break, if that requires me shutting out a lot of different people in my life from my past, it's really hard, but it's okay. You can do it and it's good for you. Change is terrifying, but I'm so happy that I made all these changes because now I've been dating the most wonderful man for one year. He is so kind and safe and loving and trusting and trustworthy, treats me in a way that I could have never fathomed. 
I remember my ex-partner would say, you think anyone's ever going to want to love you? Come on. You think anyone's ever going to put up with your shit? I can't believe that I would just sit there and listen to that. And it makes me smile, partly because it's so uncomfortable to remember that. But I'm happy because look at me now. Thank God for heartbreak, right? Ugh, wasn't that just so, so good? I am so grateful to have Kelly in my life. And now we'll hear from another one of my friends, Julia Parzik, who is at Fit, Fat, and All That on Instagram and TikTok. I definitely recommend you follow her because she is so funny. And I don't know how she does it, given that her breakup was pretty recent and it was public, which adds another layer of difficulty to it. And they were engaged, which often makes it extra like, ugh, a punch in the gut. I admire Julia for handling her breakup with such grace and firm boundaries and staying true to the fact that sometimes even the person you thought you were going to marry, sometimes they're not right for you. And admitting that to ourselves, let alone leaving that relationship and the entire future that you were hoping for is so fucking hard, but she has handled it like a badass. So I hope you find yourself in Julia's words as she shares what it's been like healing from her heartbreak, going through different stages of grief, and ultimately knowing her worth. And I hope this helps you realize your worth too. Hi, I'm Julia, also known as Juju, and I'm really excited to share kind of my perspective on healing from heartbreak. If any of you follow me, I'm fit, fat, and all that on Instagram. And I recently called off my engagement this year. And this has been probably the hardest year of my life. The toughest year, the scariest year, the most painful year. But it's also been like a year of so much growth. But heartbreak is such an all-consuming feeling. And, you know, I've experienced heartbreak in my past before in other relationships and, you know, ending of friendships and stuff like that. But I've definitely never experienced a heartbreak like this. Mostly because I was like super blindsided and was really confused by all of it. And, you know, grief, grief comes in waves and it looks so different for every single person. So, Yeah, it's been an interesting year and it's really taught me so much about myself. In the past with a lot of my heartbreaks, I I was in such a different place in how I view myself and how I thought about myself and how I took care of myself. I used to be so insecure and I used to find, try and find all of my value in men and relationships and people desiring and wanting me. And I've worked really, really hard over the last like six to eight years on my self-worth. And, you know, this heartbreak, although it's like the most painful, it feels so different. There really hasn't been a time during all of this where I've questioned my worth or that I'm going to Like, I know I'm going to find my person and there's so much peace in knowing that. And I think that that just comes with me being at a place where I 
really do love myself and I value myself and I value my boundaries. And this heartbreak really taught me that I do, I really do love myself and I take really, really great care of myself. And I know how to stand up for myself and I know how to have boundaries and I stand in who I am. And throughout this heartbreak, I really haven't wavered in my beliefs and my values and how I want to show up in the world. And it really reminded me that at the end of the day, like I have me and I'm going to be okay. And like I said before, grief has just, you know, it comes in waves. Some days I'm like super high and feeling great. And like, I got this. And other days I'm like, man, what happened to my life? And how am I not getting married this year? And like all of these just like, you know, like it just comes flooding in and what's really helped heal my heart. And I'm obviously still on this healing journey is just allowing myself to feel what I feel when I feel it instead of questioning it, instead of judging it, instead of trying to push it away, just being like, man, I'm going to cry right now. Or I'm really feeling angry right now. And I'm feeling super disappointed and I'm, I'm feeling really sad and I'm feeling really lonely. And just like letting those emotions and feelings pour out of me and allow myself to really just feel those things because the last thing I want to do is be avoidant to my healing and to run away from it. I didn't ask for this healing. I didn't ask for this heartbreak, but sometimes we don't ask for things. And I truly see it as such a blessing in disguise because I know that that wasn't going to be a happy life for me. And just know that you will get through it. You will be okay. And leaning onto the people that love you, your support systems, your friends, your family, your loved ones is so important during this time. And really just pouring back into you, pouring in so much love to yourself and just reminding yourself that you will find your person. And in the meantime, like you have an opportunity to be that person for yourself. And so that's kind of the the train I'm riding on right now is just like, how can I love myself so deeply in a way that like I so deeply love this other person? How can I pour that back into myself? But there is light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like I'm out of like some of my heaviest days and I know some of those heavy days are going to come back and I'm going to feel that grief again, but just know that you are so worthy of love and belonging and a healthy, joyful relationship. And this is just a little bump in the road. And this is just part of your story. Next, you will hear from one of my favorite poets, Whitney Hansen, at Whitney Hansen Poetry on Instagram and TikTok. And I don't know how I found this beautiful soul on the internet, but I am so glad I did because Whitney's poetry just hits straight to your heart. Her latest book, Home, is available on her website, WhitneyHansenPoetry.com, or you can search for it on Amazon or Audible. And I highly recommend getting the audiobook because her voice and delivery is just soothing and healing and just, oh, it just makes your heart like sing and dance and expand. I have asked Whitney to send in a little clip from page 252 of her book, Home. And this particular poem is written for those who have gone through a heartbreak and are afraid to love again. If it's safe, I invite you to gently close your eyes as you're listening to Whitney's words so that way you can really let them sink in. Here is Whitney Hansen and her poetry book, Home. You're afraid to love again. 
it feels like everyone leaves. So for now, love the things that are constant. Love the sunlight. Love the feeling of a soft blanket wrapped around you. Engulf yourself in books and watch documentaries about things you've always wondered about. There will not always be someone at your side. But there will always be something to love. I promise. Wasn't that just so good? Oh, I love Whitney's work so much, and she inspires me a lot as a writer and as a creator, a human. I just feel very connected to her words, and I hope they resonated with you too. I also love that it's LGBTQ plus friendly, so her poems are not heteronormative, as I see a lot of like breakup content to be. So anywho, I hope you can follow at Whitney Hansen Poetry on Instagram and pick up her book, Home. And now, last but not least, to conclude this podcast episode about healing from heartbreak, I want to read you one more excerpt from 100 Days of Self-Love, my guided self-love journal, in hopes that these words about breakups will resonate with you and hopefully you can pick up the journal. It's available on my website, maryscupoftea.com slash journal. You can also search for 100 Days of Self-Love wherever books are sold, including Amazon, Target, and your favorite small indie bookstore because we love to support those. And I want to leave you with these words about how breakups are mirrors. Breakups are mirrors. They force you to prioritize your healing by reflecting exactly why the relationship didn't work. For example, if you left a relationship full of verbal mistreatment, something that I personally experienced, your healing should focus on how you speak to yourself i.e. self-talk. If the relationship lacked sexual, intellectual, or emotional intimacy, then you have an opportunity to explore the depths of your own sexuality, mind, and emotions. Conflicts about money or lifestyle are catalysts to become financially stable and to live out your own dreams, trusting that a future partner will only add to your already full life. As you look in the mirror, you may grieve the loss of your ex and your imagined future with them, but if you look hard enough, reflected back will be the parts of you that you'd lost in the relationship. Ask yourself, how is this breakup a mirror to where my healing lies? How can I rebuild the parts of myself that I lost in the relationship? I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode about healing from heartbreak. Let me know if this resonated with you. And if you like this format of compilations from my friends and fellow authors, poets, and speakers who have wise words to share on the topic, and I hope you get a chance to have and hold my new book, 100 Days of Self-Love, which can really help you on your journey of self-discovery, whether that's post-breakup or post-post-post-breakup or truly at any time of your life because journaling is the number one way to get to know yourself. It's the number one way to practice self-love. It's such a simple daily habit that anyone can instill at any time, super accessible, and I hope that this journal makes it that much more straightforward for you. I am excited to journal with you because you know that I am going to be doing my own prompts. Practice what you preach, Mary, right? <laughs> Anywho, I love y'all so much, and I will talk to you in the next episode. 
Hey, self-lovers, just one more thing before we farewell. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. Your feedback helps the podcast grow, and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words mean the world to me. If you're listening on Apple, you can just scroll all the way down on the podcast homepage and at the bottom, you will see a place to leave a review. And if you're listening on Spotify on the show's homepage, there will be a little star and clicking that star will let you send in your rating. Thank you so much for listening and helping me spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, make sure you pick up my book, which is available in stores and online worldwide. Just go to maryscupoftea.com slash book, and you'll find all the links to order the gift of self-love, whether that's on Amazon, Walmart, Target, small indie bookstores, and wherever else books are sold. Again, thank you so much for your endless support. Please always remember that you are loved. I love you. And I will talk to you next time on the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. Toodaloo!